Amen. Certainly this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. We're lifting up our heads, amen, today because we are so grateful to see this wonderful day in the Lord. Amen. And we have come to worship and to give his name all the glory because he's certainly worthy to be praised. Thank God for all of you this morning who have signed on. Amen. And I thank God that he has birthed in my spirit a word, an essential word just for a moment to speak to you, encourage you, and pray and instruct you that you would would hear this word and that you would be obedient to this word with the manifestation, expecting the manifestation of the miracle. I told you last week that miracles are on the way. Miracles are coming. And I believe that we cannot sit idly by and keep silent and let these things pass us by in this hour. I truly believe that God is doing something very different and unusual uh, in, in our ministry by way of, of focusing and burdening my heart with miracles, amen, and praying for the people for miracles, healing and deliverance. And I know that some of you may feel that, you know, that's uh, an unimportant or topic that we talk about all the time, but there is a burden there. And I pray that if you are you're in need of a miracle, a healing, a deliverance, that you would listen and take heed to the word and the, the, the instructions of God so that you can receive the manifestation of miracles. Now, I know that I have some people listening this morning who still believe in miracles. I know that there's some people listening this morning that know that God is able to do anything. And we certainly do believe God. And it's not just a cliche. Because when our backs are against the wall and we're pushed in a corner, we believe God. Amen. And we're not just saying what's religious to say, but we certainly thank God for his power to continue to lift us, build us and mature us in the spirit. So by that uh, way of speaking to you very plainly, very simply this morning, I want you to open your Bibles. And if you have to, we, we pray this scripture all the time, Mark 11. And we're going to just look at one verse, Mark 11, verse 23, Mark 11, verse 23. Amen. We're very familiar with this text because we pray it all the time. Mark 11, verse 23 reads, For verily I say unto you, truly I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Amen. I want to use for a thought this morning. Do you speak to mountains? I just have that question for you. Do you speak to mountains? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this instruction, this time of revelation, knowledge, and understanding. We thank you for your written word, your spirit to guide and to teach us. Father, we pray that you would open our hearts, that we're receptive to your word, your will, and your way. It's the way of healing. Your, your way is the way of peace and power. It's the way of faith, which without we cannot please you. We thank you in advance for all that you're about to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you speak to mountains? Amen. Or do you just talk about the problem? God has given us and assurance that we sometimes we become so familiar with just reading and quoting that we miss the moment of instruction and empowerment that God is releasing into our spirit when we read these words. We'll face a problem and yet feel that the word that God is speaking to us is completely irrelevant to what we're dealing with. We would rather trust our way of something that somebody else said will work rather than trust the word that God is speaking to us directly, telling us how to move something out of our lives that is monumental, blocking our way that seems impossible. Uh, 
See, we're, we're living in a world right now we never even imagined. Strange times, schools, businesses, and sporting events and large assemblies are restricted. They are limited. And those who continue to try to do these things are, are facing uh, the, the disease. And then they're finding themselves having to stop and be tested and then start back. This tells us that we need to adhere to things that are for our safety. Uh, we, we have all learned about social distancing, and which means you stay at least six feet away from me and I'll stay six feet away from you just as a manner of protection and, and respect for one another. All, all this because of a highly contagious, dangerous microbe. But, and, and, and it stopped the world in its tracks. But, but we know the Lord people of God, we know the Lord. Heaven is not shut down and God has not practicing, is not practicing social distancing from us. He says, lo, I'm with you always. I will never leave you nor will I forsake you. Heaven is not shaken by this virus. Hebrews 12, 27 says, God is shaking everything that can be shaken and all the things built by man so that only unshakable things can remain. I'm glad God is shaking things because we have too much around us that, that we're leaning on that's not safe, it's not stable, and it cannot sustain us. And though it fails us repeatedly, we continue to lean on it. A thorough house cleaning is what's going on. God is getting rid of all the religious junk that we've accumulated around us so that we can clearly see the unshakable, the, the essential standing clear and uncluttered, which were always there, but just not visible. When, when everything else fails, we will be found standing on the rock the unmovable, everlasting, unchangeable word of God. That is our rock, the unshakable essentials. That's what we need to be concerned about. People are, are getting very anxious and they're getting nervous and, and, and ready to move on ahead of God. But see, all we need to worry about or be concerned with right now, people of God, is the unshakable essentials. God is shaking the earth so that we can see what matters most. Out of this will come a visible spiritual harvest. People are asking questions because they want to know who they can trust. A door for true ministry is being opened for the call, for those who are real and those who have a word in their mouth. A door for ministry has been opened for us. When we read these verses of scripture, as we have many times before, we see that God has determined that he will do it. I want you to hear me. God has determined that he will do it. He's determined that he will do it. I, I know that I'm talking to somebody right now in the name of Jesus. I just want to encourage you. I want to build your confidence in God. When you read Mark 11, 23, hear the determination of God. He has determined that he will do it. And he's not saying sometimes or in, he's, he's saying, I will do it. It will happen every time you do it the way Mark 11, 23 says. Speak to it. Believe in your heart and not doubt. And whosoever will do that, he said he will bring it to pass. You will see it come to pass in your life. He's determined that he will do it. Dry your eyes. Stand up like a soldier and declare the word of the Lord. Stop moping and weeping and crying in it like you already defeated and rejoice in the Lord that it's already done. Do you speak to mountains? But, but, but we must believe in advance, people. We've got to believe God in advance. That's God's way. Believe it before we see it. it it's like putting up a nursery before the wife is even pregnant. 
We know something is about to happen. It's like buying a Christmas gift for somebody in September, but hiding it until December. I know it's there, it's in the closet, it's for me, but it's not coming out until it's time. Listen, we don't want it to be said of us that, that as it was said concerning the children of Israel, they could not enter in because of unbelief. So you don't want to read a word that you can't enter into. You don't want to hear what God has for you, but you can't get into it. I thank God that he's given us a, the boldness by his spirit to receive great things from him. Even when the world says that it's next to impossible and there's nothing that can be done, we will still trust the unchangeable truths of God's word. God calls us to believe him for things that humanly speaking makes no sense at all. But when we believe God, we see it come to pass. We have to believe God first, even when it defies common sense. And I'm not telling you to throw common sense out of the window, but when you read the word of God, common sense cannot enter the room. You've got to understand that God will work above and beyond all. He can, he can do all, everything. He can meet every need according to the power that works in you. Sometimes our prayers suffer because our vision is too small. If we truly want to honor God, we'll believe what he says, then act on that belief by praying large prayers that require an almighty God to answer. It are prayers that require a move of God. What, what you're willing to ask God is an indication of the level of faith you have in God. If you're only asking God for little bumps in the road, then you just have little faith. And some of us have no faith because we're just going through the motion of praying. We're not trying to move anything. We're not expecting or believing anything is going to be any different from the last time. But see, what, what you're willing to ask of God is an indication to God of the level of faith that you have. You remember when the centurion met him and he says, look, you don't have to come to my house. He said, you can just speak the word only. Jesus replied, look, I haven't seen this kind of faith, this greater faith. No, not in Israel. This is great faith that you would believe God above the norm, that you would expect something from God rather than expect a happy sermon and full of jokes and laughter and just clap our hands for an hour in the building and still go home sick, hurt, wounded, and families divided, and you having an unforgiving spirit, thinking that because you prayed and cried at the altar that everything was fixed, but the devil is a lie, and you should not be deceived anymore by the enemy's little tricks causing you to cry a little bit, but still being un willing to forgive or trust him according to his word. God wants to do something more in your life. He wants to deliver you from the bitterness. He wants to deliver you from all the things the enemy has tried to build up in you to cause you to be a certain way or have a certain mindset because of what has happened to you in your life. See, we want to hear God say this. First, he believed me in his test, in his trial in his suffering, in his attack. First, he believed my word. Second, we wanna hear God say, he believed my wealth. He believed that the earth was mine and the fullness thereof. He believed that I would not withhold any good thing from him. We wanna hear God say thirdly, that he believed my willingness to do what I said I would do. See, that's the life of a believer, that we believe the word of God we believe the wealth and worth of God, and we believe the willingness of God to do what he said he will do. Do you know anybody in your life, and some of us may know one or two people, who will do every time what they said they would do? Do you know anybody in your life that's walking on two feet that you truly trust at their word? <laughs> I want to hear God say he believed my word. He believed my wealth. He believed my willingness to do what I said I would do for him. Give him the money. Give him the house. Give him the work. Give him the healing. Restore his life. Bless his family. Give him victory over his enemies. He has honored me by his great faith in my words. 
And Lord, you don't even have to come. You can just speak it right there. You can speak it right here online, God, and I'll receive it and I'll just believe it because I'm honoring you with great faith. I believe you and I took you according to your word. Can somebody say amen? That's the kind of God that we serve and the kind of people that God wants following him and, and doing things in his honor. He wants us first to believe him in the face of impossibilities. He wants us to believe him when the odds are against us, when we're outnumbered by our enemies, when the whisperers wake up. He wants us to remain steadfast and unmovable, always abounding. You know, I want you to understand that your enemies are already defeated when you read your word, do you speak to mountains? Trials, trials take us from the realm of theory to reality. So we can start living out and speaking out our faith in the earth. Trials make us strong in God when we're holding on to the word of God, keeping that word lifted in the face of a trial, keeping that word lifted out of our mouth when we're facing opposition and opposing forces, when the enemy has made himself bold enough to come and speak things in your faith. You've got to hold up the word of God before him. God will make us strong and confident in him by these trials. I know we love to come to the building. We love the fellowship. We love lifting our hands together and singing together. And that's the way that it should be. But have we come to a place where we love doing without doing that, without truly taking a step towards God? getting closer to Jesus, getting stronger in the ways and the works of God? Have we, have we developed a greater appetite for the word of God? Or we, or we just too, we can't even read our Bibles because we can't get back in the building. We've got to have somebody visibly standing before us and, and shouting and speaking over us. It's the same thing that we're doing now. If you could hear the word of God, you can receive just like you would if you were in the presence. I've seen some people sleep in the building all the way through service. Lord have mercy. Church membership and belief are two different things. Church membership and belief are two different things. Coming to the building and coming to Jesus are two different things. You can go to church, say you love Jesus, give generously and still not be a believer. We'll listen good and even cry, but when it's time to believe and receive, speak and expect, we act as if there is no God. And if there is a God, he certainly won't listen to me or hasn't been hearing me. We think that it's, we're exempt from the blessings of God. But he said, whosoever, he said, whosoever shall say to the mountain. And that whosoever they know, listen, you've got to come believing and not doubting in your heart. And God said every time this is going to work. Look, do we truly have a hunger and a thirsting for righteousness or are we getting impatient, bored, and anxious at home to get back to our regular Sunday morning routine? See, this, this has to be more than a routine. This is a love relationship. This is a blood covenant relationship with the true and living God. Many times when a miracle or promotion is about to take place in your life, it's first presented and it presents itself as a problem or an attack. Somebody hear what I'm saying? You're seemingly backed in a corner. And often it's not just one thing, but there are many things, situations and circumstances seemingly sent to distract you at your lowest point, at the time you need things the most, at the time you need to meditate and study the most. Those are the times that those things will seemingly surround you to distract you. It, it wasn't until Jesus had fasted 40 days and was hungry that the enemy started his tempting, questioning his identity, trying to get him to misuse his authority. It simply becomes overwhelming. 
Too many pots on the stove and everything spinning out of control. These things can persist for years testing your faith. Either you're going to compromise or you're going to get up swinging the word. But his strength is made perfect in our weakness. There's a miracle, a blessing, a breakthrough, not just some relief, but deliverance and total victory. Mountains move. Stop seeking for just some release and settling for less than a miracle, settling less for, for less than a breakthrough or deliverance. Look, long as there's not hurting, you'll, you'll be satisfied with the sickness still in your body. But listen, wherever it is, you need to chase it out by the word of God. You need to move that mountain out of you. Now you're walking in what the enemy wanted to keep you out of. When you make the transition, when you call for miracles and blessings and deliverance, you, you start walking in what the enemy was trying to keep you out of. He wanted you to continue living under the lying deceptions that you can't, even when you read the word and say, and here God tells you that you can. This is what the enemy has done from the beginning. We learned from the beginning of the book that he is a deceiver and suddenly promotes disbelief of God's word. You can ask some people right now, can the enemy possess animals? And they're confused when in the beginning he possessed animals. He possessed the snake in the, in the garden of Eden and he was in a herd of swine that ran and jumped off of a cliff. Yes, he can bring a manifestation of himself in animals, but you believer. But you believe it, those who truly believe God, he cannot get past the hedge. Although he can promote subtle disbelief by challenging your word. If you're not a student of the Holy Ghost, he'll challenge what you think you believe until he deceives you into doing what God has never called you to do. And see, we all have mountains of difficulty in our lives. Sometimes there are tasks laid before us that we have no real personal strength or means to meet them. Things that, that God has called us to do that are too difficult just for our natural existence. But he knows we can't do it without the Holy Ghost. He said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will send you a helper. He's going to bring back to your remembrance what I told you. He's going to teach you how to discern. He's going to bring it all back. He's going to lead you according to the words that I've spoken. And see, that's what many of us miss, that the, the presence of God in us, we already have in us the power to move mountains. We already have in us the power to speak those things that are not as though they were. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? You have the power in you to speak to mountains and they must obey. And sometimes those mountains are broken relationships or sin habits. Your mountain may involve believing God concerning a health issue or a family member who's far from the Lord. You can move that mountain. It may even mean trusting God in the midst of a failing marriage. To see mountains move in your life, you must have the courage to speak to the mountain, knowing that God is able to cast it into the sea. In other words, he's able to take it out of your existence, and it will not be visible anymore to you, even to your natural senses. It's gone. God knows how to move it. I hope that you can hear what I'm saying this morning. Do you speak to mountains? In Psalm 81 verse 10, God gives us a wonderful invitation uh, to the children of God. He says, open wide your mouth and I will fill it. He says, ask what you need, God says, and I will do it for you. Now, I just believe God according to his word. Does anybody else believe God? Just say, man, if you just believe God according to his word, didn't have to hear any thunder, didn't lightning, didn't have to strike. I just trust him like that. We've grown to a trusting relationship, a loving relationship. Whatever he says, I know it's good and it's not going to change. I can't meet him tomorrow and he just changed his mind about it. And not a few minutes later, he's doing something else. No, what God says, you can depend on it. Heard somebody say in Jer that Jeremiah 33 and 3 is God's telephone number because it contains a very clear promise. God says, call me and I will answer you and will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. 
Isn't that a good God for those who know that they don't know it all? God got something he can tell you that you did not know if you would just call on him. And it's concerning whatever is going through, whatever is keeping you awake at night, whatever you're trying to figure out instead of meditating on the word of God and speak and move that mountain. For a believer to cast a mountain into the sea, according to the text, there are three conditions that must be met. First, we must have faith in God. Amen. You've got to, you've got to have faith in God. You, you, you can't even please him without it. Second, you must speak. Talk to the mountain. I'm not talking to people right now. I'm not talking to stuff. I'm, I'm talking to the mountain, whatever the mountain is. If, 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 if it's sickness, if it's diabetes, if it's high blood pressure, we've got to speak to it. Speak to it. And third, we cannot doubt in our heart. Now, if you want to see these things move, if you want to see a manifestation of God, you've got to have faith in God. you got to speak directly to the mountain. Don't go and rebuke your doctor. None of that. Speak to the mountain. And we cannot doubt in our hearts. James 1, verses 6 through 7. But let that man that doubts, listen to this, let him ask in faith, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. And it says, verse seven, let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. If you doubt, cry, pray, lay on the floor fast, but if you're doubting, you just might as well get up and eat everything in the house because you're not going to receive anything from God. Doubt shuts heaven's door. You cannot doubt in your heart because you won't receive anything from God. Now, that's the word of God. Now, you think that you can doubt and receive it from God anyway. Let me just tell you that that's a wasted fight. If you doubt, you will not receive. And we saw last week that there comes a time when you just can't keep silent. When you speak to the mountain of impossibility, you're doing what Jesus said to do. That is an act of faith. You're, you're walking and working in obedience to what God says for you to do to overcome an impossibility in your life. Speak to mountains. There comes a time when we refuse to be tossed and driven. We stand up and we speak to the resistance, persevering in prayer, adding works to our faith and stepping out on faith, leaning and depending on God, taking him at his word and never taking no for an answer when God has given us a yes. Listen to this. Deuteronomy 8.3 tells us that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. Every word. <laughs> the very thing the enemy tries to steal your appetite for. The very thing that distractions become most visible when you get quiet and sit down and begin to read and study the word of God, the phone will ring mm -hmm. or the doorbell will ring. Mm -hmm. Something goes on. You get a notification, a text message or something happens because it is a distraction because now you're on your way out of the problem. You need a word. If you're going to operate in the power of Mark 11, 23, get your word and begin to speak that word to your mountains. You're, you're right where God wants you to be when you do that. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds redundant. I know that it sounds like this is something that just is too simple to do. But no, obedience. Okay, faith without works is dead. That word is the answer for your failing marriage. That word is the answer for your, for sickness in your body. That word is the answer for everything that you need, everything that you need, whatsoever he says. And it's for, that means everything that you need is coming according to 
that word. You bring it into your life by not doubting, speaking and believing the word of God. John 1 and 1 tells us in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Going down to verse 3 tells us that all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Verse 14 tells us that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. So the word is not something that was created. God was not created. We serve an eternal God. He has no beginning and he has no end. And he's upholding everything by the word of his power. The word was here when nothing else was. Do you understand that? And God speaks the word and creates everything. He said there was nothing that was made, not anything made that was made without that word, without him, without the word, was not anything made that was made. So the word is the creative powers of God. You need to understand that when you speak the word, there's something that happens in the atmosphere when you speak it without doubt. Listen, Proverbs 4 and 20 says this, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Listen, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Do you believe that? That, that, that is a powerful treasure. If you listen to that, 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 that is so, that just esteems the word so highly that when we hear the reading, we study the word, when God shakes us in the spirit and gives us a word or a scripture to read, we need to take heed and study and hear and learn and believe that word and begin to live according to that word and watch mountains move. We believe and know, Father, that you sent your word to heal us. Everybody listening, I know you believe that. You believe that God sent his word to heal us. I know and believe you sent your word to heal me. You ought to open your mouth wherever you are in your house. You don't have to be all out loud on, on this broadcast. But if you, if you just open your mouth where you are and just say, Father, I know and I believe you sent your word to heal me. Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. I shall live and not die. See, listen, speak that over your life or over your loved one every day as many times as you can. If you're sitting in the hospital and you're looking at a loved one that seemingly looked like they're leaving this earth, listen, grab you a word and begin to do warfare. Speak that word every day, all day if you have to, as many times as you can over that person and speaking it by faith. Thank you, Jesus, for healing my loved one. Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Thank you, Jesus, for healing grandma, I, she shall live and not die. Speak that over the life of the individual or your life, wherever it is. Speak it over your life. Just keep speaking it and watch God begin to turn the situation around. See, you got to know who you are in Christ. You got to know what he put in your mouth, the power of the word that he put in your mouth. Bind the devil in Jesus' name. Begin to speak to the disease and call it by name. Speak to the mountain. The Spirit of God will teach you what to say in order to change your situation. If you believe God before you see it, he'll bring it to pass. Did you hear me? If you believe God before you see it, he'll bring it to pass. When you study the miracles of Christ in the Gospels, look at each and every situation that came before him. No matter how extreme it was, no matter how life-threatening it was, he healed them all. Every single last one of them, where there was belief, he did mighty works. Thank God out loud for those things you're praying for. See, listen, you got to speak. It's got to come out of your mouth.
You've got to let your spirit speak out of your mouth. Give voice to your faith and thank God out loud even right now for the things that you are praying for. Lord, I thank you that I'm delivered. I thank you that I'm healed. I thank you for victory over my enemies. I thank you for saving souls, those people that you are praying for, that God has brought you and you're there, there, there your assignment in this season. Pray for them and thank God that they're saved in the name of Jesus. Those things that God has promised you, he will do it. Can anybody hear me this morning? I want to encourage you. Those things that God has promised you, he will do it every time. He'll heal every time if we do what he says to do. He'll deliver every time and he'll never fail every time we believe God. He'll bring it to pass. It's got to manifest. It's got to move on us. It's got to move in us. The devil's got to leave you alone, take his hands off of you and all of his imps, his assignment and everything that he's decided that he was going to do to you, take authority over it and begin to speak the word of God against every mouth that is open up to whisper or speak loud about you. Put the devil to flight in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, God will look, God will move in and he'll set some things up in your life that you never thought would come to pass. You've got to learn to speak to mountains, even if it makes you look crazy around people. You've got to speak to the mountains and, and believe God. Yeah. Believe God. Every word he ever told you is true. God has never lied to you. We see through all of these miracles that we read about. First thing I tell you, God wants us to see is that he's able. God is able and he is willing to heal and deliver. He's still working miracles. He's still working miracles. Amen. I believe it in the name of Jesus. You're going to get tired of hearing it before I get tired of saying it. I just believe in knowing my heart that if we do what Mark 11, 23 says, there will be miracles manifested. We will use Zoom for the testimonies of every one of you that would experience that miracle because you were persistent. You didn't doubt. You maintained. You persevered. You did not faint. You stood on the word of God and you moved the situation to, to line up with what God had said about it. And see, you, you'll see it changing day by day. Just keep speaking. Just keep speaking. Now, now he, can, he can do it immediately if he wants to, but if he doesn't keep speaking it, call it by name. If you obey this word, you'll see things turn in your life. Do you hear me, believer? If you obey this word, you'll see things turn in your life. If you obey this word, you'll see people coming from off hospital beds that were near death. If we could just obey this word, no, don't doubt. And sometimes he don't know, no, 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 devil, you a liar. Every time I believe God and speak the word of God, every time God will bring it to pass in my life, my enemies will be defeated every single last time. They'll come up on me to curse me, but by the time they get to me, they won't be able to do anything but love me. They'll stumble and fall because God will not allow any harm to come nigh you. Speak the word. Believe the word. Speak to whatever it is. If you can get past your mind, you'll see the move of God concerning your situation. And you've got the Holy Ghost in you. And when the Holy Ghost jumps or leaps in you and, and, and quickens you with the word, if you can get past your mind to walk in obedience to what God is saying concerning your situation, you will see a manifestation. Exodus 23, 25, worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on your food and water. And he says, I will take away sickness from among you. God can take away coronavirus just as slick and easy as it came. And you can walk around asymptomatic, affecting everybody when you don't even look like you're on fire. You're not crying. You're not doing anything. But because you showed up and you were infected with the Holy Ghost, God will be able to do some things and move some things from around you. I'm telling you, whenever you speak the word of God, there's something going on that you necessarily cannot see with your natural eye, but it's the workings of faith. It's God working according to his word. And see, the enemy knows this. So when you speak the word of God, that's why the Bible says that demons tremble at his name. They tremble at his name. Isaiah 53, verses four and five. Surely he hath borne our griefs 
and carried our sorrows. Past tense, look at that. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, thought God was hurting him, thought he did something, but God was mad at him, but that wasn't the case. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. It was what we did. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. He carried it all. And with his stripes, we are healed. We are healed right now. I'm healed. I'm not having to wait right now. I'm healed. And anything around you right now that is contradicting that, that's what you got to speak to. With the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, I'm healed, devil, in the name of Jesus. And you got to speak that. Third John, the, the second verse, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Now he's saying that because in the spirit, he knows what he's already done. Whenever you are born again, it's not your soul that's been renewed. That's a process. It's not your body that looks new when you looked at your feet and they look new too. No, it is because God has renewed your spirit. Spirit. Now you're walking in agreement with the Holy Ghost from the inside. And whenever you begin to speak the, with the Spirit, faith and not doubt, whatever you say, you, you'll have whatever you say. You got to speak to that mountain and I promise you it'll be moved and cast in the sea if you don't doubt in your heart. But you got to believe those things with which you say that they'll come to pass and you'll have whatsoever you said. Sickness got to leave my body. Sickness got to leave my family. None of my children will be going to hell. I'm, we're, we're all trusting God. They're going to be saved in the name of Jesus. No, no weapon form shall prosper. I'm telling you right now, you've got to learn to speak to the mountains. Stop getting mad at people and curse the spirit that they're walking in. Curse that sickness at the root out of your body in the name of Jesus and speak over yourself what God has told you to speak because I'm telling you, there's no way it can fail if you do what God says to do. Whosoever shall say, gotta open your mouth unto this mountain, what is your mountain right now? What is covering you, smothering you? What is distracting you? What can you not get out of your mind? Will not let you sleep at night. What is it? Whosoever should say to that thing, be thou removed, got to go, get out of my life, move, and be thou cast into the sea, sink deep, go deep, get out of my face, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. Guess what? He'll have whatsoever he saith. I dare you to be bold enough and just open your mouth to whatever you say. You got to believe it that it's coming to pass, but you can't doubt in your heart. You can't doubt in your heart. I believe right now, God, that restoration is taking place in the lives of those who are listening right now. I believe right now, God, that you're answering some questions that some people have had in their life concerning this season right now. I thank you, God, that right now may seem strange, but you are in control. You have We have an expected end that you are still a healer. You're still a deliverer, and you know all, Father God, and we trust you. We, we're standing and we're leaning on your word. We thank you for bringing us to this place and this state of transitioning of power. We thank you, oh God, that in the midst of the storm, you're emboldening us to step out on into the water according to your word, experiencing the transition between just reading it and living it. I thank you right now, God, that something is taking place in us that's awakening us, that's emboldening us, oh God, that we would walk according to your word and speak, Father God, to the opposing forces, those things that are resistance to your word and your way, those things that are resisting your will in the earth. Lord, we're speaking to that thing right now and we claim victory over it because you've already defeated the devil. You've already overcome the world and we are in you, oh God, for we are overcome in you. We are healed in you. There is no coronavirus in you. There's no cancer in you. There's no diabetes or high blood pressure in you. There's no confusion in you. There's no hate in you. There's no division in you, God. And we are in you and we are one in Christ. We are called by his name. We are healed and delivered and set free. With his stripes we are healed. With his word we can fight. Oh God, we thank you, Father God, that we can please you with our faith. Teach us, Father. Strengthen us. Embolden us. Help us to live above the whisperers. Help us to live above the whisperers, oh yes, God. God. 
what they're speaking out of confusion. Lord, help us to love and care for one another as you have called us. Bless every house, Lord. Touch the Davis family, oh God. We thank you for prayer answers in that house, Father God, and in their lives. We thank you right now in the heal house, Lord, for strength and deliverance and healing. Thank you for Avery, God, that he shall live and not die. We glorify your name, oh God, because you're worthy to be praised. You're our only help. You're only very present help, Father God, in the time of trouble. Bless every house that's listening. Touch, heal, and deliver. Thank you for shielding us, covering us, and keeping us. Father, I wait to hear with wisdom a word from you, oh God, which way to move, which way to go, which way to, to take the work, Father God. I thank you in advance for your word in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for a peace and a calm over the people that we will not get anxious, complaining, and over overly motivated to return to a building but Lord, to draw closer to you. I thank you for the miracles that are about to take place. They're coming to pass. I thank you that financial situations are changing in businesses, Lord. I thank you right now, even in this time that some may have to shut down. I thank you for increase. I thank you for the essentials, Father God, for the essentials of ministry right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Confirming the gifts and calling of those that you've placed around the leadership of this ministry. Lord, I pray that you will continue to touch their minds their hearts and give them the boldness to stand according to your word yes. we honor you father we praise you and we bless your holy name i thank you oh god that we are not alone father i thank you that that you're wiping tears somebody's drying tears from their eyes right now i think that they have received the victory that christ has given them we yes. simply just believe that god died for us and that he rose on the third day and he has ascended to heaven and he's sitting down that means that the work is complete he's sitting to the right hand of the Father, and we are right there. God sees us as overcomers. He sees us as righteous people. He sees us as more than conquerors. He sees us as being victorious. He sees us healed in the name of Jesus. And I thank him that he's given us to mind to live in agreement with what he sees, what he knows, and what he has given us. Thank you for your word. We'll just believe it as you said it, God. We'll not try to tweak it. We'll not try to change it or water it down. But just as you said it, we'll believe it. And our prayers, we're asking for great things, Lord. I thank you in the name of Jesus, Father God, that people are throwing down walkers and crutches. I thank you in Jesus' name that their legs are being strengthened to stand on their own, Lord, that they will glorify your name. I thank you in advance for deliverance testimonies, testimonies of, of sight being restored, testimonies of their bodies being healed. I thank you in the name of Jesus, Father God, in advance, in advance, I thank you and it shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus, I praise you. Hallelujah, Lord. Yeah. Glory to your name, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I thank you for what you're doing, God. How you moved us past the clutches and the yeah. limitations of the enemy, oh God. You've done it, Father God. When he yeah. tried to stop us and entangle us and entrap us, Lord, you made a way out of no way. And I thank you, oh God, that you're able to do it again. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, thank you, Father. That we will not place our eyes on lying vanities but we will believe you according to your word, oh God, and begin to speak in agreement with you, Father. No mountain that cannot be moved. No sickness that cannot be healed. You'll do it every time. If we trust your word, you'll do it every time. I thank you, oh God, that sickness is leaving their life. Sickness is leaving their family. In the name of Jesus, we curse it at the root. We curse it at the root in Jesus' name. Devil, you are trespassing. You are a liar in the name of Jesus. They've already been healed. They've already been healed. And we believe you according to your word, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord. Teach us, Lord. Teach us. Train our faith, oh God, in the name of Jesus that we'll step out over into it. In the name of Jesus, we thank you according to your word, according to your word. In the name of Jesus, those that have ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit has spoken to the church on this day. I pray that you would walk in full agreement with the word of God. And no matter what it looks like, you still declare that word, expecting it to turn. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, for the authority of your word in us 
who would believe you. Glory to God. I bless you. I thank all of you once again. The blessings of God be upon you this day and forever. I pray that you will ever be increased, that you'll be lifted up above those things that have limited your prayer life, the mindset that you may have that keeps you limited, that God doesn't hear you, that you've got to have somebody with a title to pray over you or pray with you. No, we'll pray one for another and we'll pray together. It's, it is not the will or the way of God for us as pastors and those who are called with special anointings to, to stand up and think that, and teach the people in a way that they have to depend on us. That's not pointing people to Christ. That's not leading people to Christ. Whenever you got a pastor, bishop, apostle that you got to feel like the only way you're going to get your blessing is if bishop lay hands on you they, 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 that's too much i'm telling you right now that a man in himself cannot handle that kind of pressure can't do it you need to point them to christ and let them know listen by their faith they can be healed yeah. by their faith we we both don't have a high priest that that he i mean god is he, jesus is our high priest he dwells within us. He's here and he wills to bless you, your children, your family, all that is connected to you. God wills to bless. And I continue to pray for you. Pray for me. Pray for me that I will be able and be strengthened to speak to you what I see in the spirit concerning us, people of God. Continue to pray. Let's pray one for another and let's trust and believe God in this very strange year. Amen. Amen. That we have already overcome. Amen. And we know that it worked for our good. All that we've had to do, it has worked for our good. Amen. And remember this, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, the Lord said that you shall be filled. And I thank you that that is your hunger and that is your thirst and not just to return to a building. The building is just the building until we enter into it together. Amen. 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 I thank God for all of you Amen. and let's continue to pray one for another. Enjoy the rest of your day and remember these words. And I pray that you would have your ears ready because I believe there's more teaching and, and speaking and training as to how to move mountains to receive miracles and, and to see the, the, the healing power of God made manifest in our lives according to his word. If you don't have an appetite for the word of God, then you're going to miss out on all of the power and authority that you have available to you for healing and for peace and for deliverance. You, you have really no fight against the enemy if you're not word hungry. Spend quality time in the word of God, either listening or reading studying the word of God, laying before him and let him give you some perspective as to how things and what things are and what's going on in the spirit realm. Amen. Amen. Thank you once again, may God continue to bless each and every one of you. And we thank God for those who came out on yesterday or sent their tithes through the mail. We certainly thank God for all of you continue to give. Amen. Though we have not been together, we are continuing to remain faithful and steadfast in our giving as unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. God Amen. bless you.